This episode of Push Breakaway is brought to you by you, the fans. That is right. I'm not even going to tell you where to go to support this podcast, like Patreon.com, to get access to our BSBO tiers and more, because it is our seven-year anniversary. I cannot believe it. I'm probably going to do some uh, post-podcast emotional rant at the end after I read some names of supporters. So stay tuned for that. Good show. Rangers, hey, is this team good? I don't know. You tell me. Seems like they're good, but they can't figure it out. We have the Brat Pack on. Ranger superstar, Ranger Twitter superstar, that's for sure. Uh, and uh, Devils, I don't know, mascot, something like that. Uh, pretty good conversation. And uh, some jabs here and there, fun times. And Greg and I break down Lieber Hayek, as we do every single episode. So without further ado, just thank you for those that want, don't listen to me ramble at the end of this podcast uh, for listening and hanging out for seven years or however long you've been hanging out. It's pretty cool. Without further ado, here's Mark Messier. Hi everybody, it's Mark Messier, and you're listening to Blue Shirts Breakaway, the number one Rangers podcast. Hey, Butcher Breakaway, welcome to another week of the Blue Shirts Breakaway. I am your host, Ryan Mead, and I'm here for our special Seven-year anniversary show with my co-host, Greg Kaplan. Greg, say hello. Seven years. Four scores and seven years to go. I can't believe we've been doing this shit for seven years. I, I know. We, I think if we go back and listen to the six-year anniversary, it'll be dead on just this. <laughs> I, well, I, I bet you we go back and listen to the one-year anniversary, it'll dead on just be this. There's one episode where we say, do you think we're going to make it to episode 300? And then we both say at the same time, like, not if we kill each other first. And this is 350. Yeah. I mean, the good news is, had we started this podcast when we were like 24, I needed to do careful math there because seven years ago I was 26. So I needed to pick an age specific. Like, once I turned 30, I got too old to give a shit about things. So that was the key. That was the key. We just kept... Kept kept it rolling, just like the Rangers over the weekend. I mean, we take we take losses when we should have won, and then we win versus the Arizona. We, we, when's the last? Have we won on a drink up night? No, we're zero six. Zero six on our live watch parties. We are zero six on live watch parties. So we will be changing the bar again next time to a different <laughs> bar, yeah. uh, and we have two bars lined up. So stay tuned for February or January for the next one of those. Yeah, um, I I. We're trying, guys. Like I, I don't know. It can't possibly be us. Gregory, the Rangers had a four-minute power play <laughs> at the end of the game to get back into it. And the power play, which is the most dangerous thing about this team, just decided we can't do anything. We're just going to get the puck as close as possible to going in the entire game and not let it happen. I don't know yeah. what else to say. Yeah, I the Predator game... The parts I remember about it. Yeah, you were in a way. <laughs> well, yeah, don't look at old motherfucker, all right? You're the one that came up to me at the end of the night and was like, hey, the bar wants to do shots with us. And I looked you uh, dead in the eyes and said, that's not a good idea. And they're like, yeah, I don't think it's a good idea. And I was like, cool. So we all agree. And then you go, so here's the whiskey. Just fucking drink it. And I was like, all right, <laughs> fine. I mean, peer pressure, that's a thing. I don't want to fucking hear that I was away, sir, when you were right there the entire time. Definitely. Well, first wrong. of all, I'm not taking responsibility for the way you were. <laughs> Before I was fine. What are you talking about? <laughs> After that, you were done. Uh, this it was a great time. I took the shot of whiskey. I was like, I'm going home. Get me uh, out of here. Thank you, everyone, for coming out. It was an awesome time. Awesome meeting everybody, as always. I wish we could fucking win a game. We can't. And uh, we'll move on from that. 
Gregory, you happened to go from to the Arizona game on Sunday somehow, some way survived and yeah. uh, I went think to the, it. The Rangers played how I felt in the first period. I can I tell you how comfortable I felt when the Rangers were getting outshot sixteen to two. I it was like a warm blanket. I was. The, sitting, the, I, I'm not even kidding. Like I was sitting in my bed, like looking at the laptop. I was like, man, they look like shit. This yeah. is awesome. We're gonna yeah. win this game. Yeah. Yeah, I I went with our friend John, uh, and there were two guys sitting next to us. The Rangers ended the first period with four shots. Something happened in that 15-minute intermission, and the Rangers came back out, and I noticed that there were only three shots on the board, and I just turned to the guys sitting next to us. I was like, yeah, the Rangers losing a shot while being off the ice makes perfect sense. I mean, that's that's how the Rangers played in that first period. It, and was, all of a sudden- it, it was horrible. Well, Igor's back in that in that game, at least. And Igor decides I'm not going to... Arizona, by the way, f- sneaky, okay? Sneaky, frisky? Eh. Uh, these, well, Arizona's okay. playing like a team where they have nothing to lose because they have nothing to lose. They do They do not. Uh, and Patrick Nemeth was on the ice for two goals, which I thought was fucking awesome. A little bit of remembrance. Walked down mm-hmm. memory lane. Adam mm-hmm. Fox went out and scored a goal right directly against him. Team looked particularly um, rather strong. Like both games, Nashville and Arizona, just didn't get the points in Nashville. Uh, and I think we have to talk about the top story. Uh, that obviously is the number one story that everyone wants to talk about, is that I think Libra Hayek might be just okay. Oh, you don't want to talk about uh, Vitaly Krasov dental routine? It, yeah, we can do that too. Uh, because I don't know what's going on with his mouth, because it was the fluid first, or sickness, and then all of a sudden it was, I have a tooth infection, which... Uh, it's just not a good PR look for Kravtsov. Like, it probably sucks. Tooth infections are the worst. And if you got hit by somebody when you had a tooth infection, the pain is probably unbearable. But with hockey, quote-unquote hockey culture, or whatever you want to say, uh, it looks pretty bad for him. I get why he's sitting out if there's something seriously wrong. But with him being injured twice, legitimately, by the way, two, two legitimate injuries that were not Kravtsov, but him sitting out, but when you have that narrative going on and then this is what comes out, it, it is like a, am I cursed kind of look? I I just, I don't know. I still like, he, he has the flu. Like, what do you want to do? I, I, I know how I felt, okay, watching a Ranger game, being asked to sit in a seat and not move. I didn't have the flu, but I did a lot of things to myself and I felt bad. And I like... I just love the keyboard warriors who sit behind me like, oh, I'd play for the flu. Like, you want to call out sick if your nose was running, you little bitch. Like, I don't want to fucking hear it. I don't. I don't. It's just, it's such bullshit. The guy, I feel bad for the guy. Here's the thing. You know why I feel bad for him? Because the Rangers need him in the fucking lineup. That's why I feel bad for him. I get Ryan Carpenter finally scored on Sunday, and I couldn't believe my eyes when it happened. Um, the Rangers need... Vitaly Kravtsov playing in their bottom six in order to make this team deeper, better, and more capable of scoring from unlikely sources. They it need him. Because when the kid line is together, the, the, the right wing position at the t- on the top lines is kind of like, what's going on here? Like, <laughs> Goodrow and VC? Like, oh, um, hmm. Seems like that might need to change. If only we had a solution. And Kravtsov is that answer, unfortunately. It's, so. it's just unfortunate. I. And again, we how many times have we had the there's a difference between being unlucky and being injured? And Kravtsov is the unluckiest human being I've ever met in my life. This would be a lot easier to prognosticate and digest if he just had a hamstring that wasn't working or had a bad back. Something you could 
check on every night. But instead, he's gotten what two concussions, a a disastrous. It was, tooth it was the probably flu. one concussion and like a, a a neck injury from Hedman kneeing him his neck into the boards. Yes. Okay, if you don't want to call it a concussion, that's fine by me. I think it was. Oh, I can't confirm. Whatever. <laughs> I can't, I'm not a doctor, and I wasn't there. He had so, yeah, two head be, injuries. Up to two head injuries. That is correct. Yeah, and then he has a bum tooth and the flu. Can you think of so anything? Three head you, injuries. Can we? Can we well, no, that's nasal. I get it. It's respiratory more than it is. Still head. in the head. Just saying. I don't know. Anyway, could you think of anything? Everyone's harpooning on what crap stuff. Think of something more miserable than having the flu and needing to go to the dentist. Like those two things happening at the exact same time. It's a miserable situation, but I hope he feels better, and I hope he's better by Thursday to play the Canucks on a West Coast trip, of which I will be covering zero of the games because I will be asleep. Oh, very, I thought one confident. of the games was tomorrow, and I'm so happy for you to tell me that it's not. It's Thursday, so great yeah. news. I got it. Uh, here's this time of year. There are parts of me that I love the fall. Great season. It's, it's seasonably cool. Season. It, it's you know living that life comfortably between 55 and 72 degrees. It's wonderful. But here's the problem with fall ending. If there's just a day where it jumps off a cliff and you never see it coming. It was 67 to 70 on Saturday on Friday. Or Saturday. Saturday. Lovely day on Saturday. Uh, Sunday, chilly. Today, frigid. And tomorrow, snow. What the fuck? What happened? Where am I? I was was wearing shorts four days ago. And now I am preparing to shovel my car out of fucking upstate New York snow? Come on. This is the the part of the time of year I fucking hate. The sun's gone at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. It's fucking going from warm to cold in this, like... A smelly fart lingers longer, longer than the temperatures in upstate New York this time of year. I don't like it, Ryan. I don't like it. That was what, that was talking weather with Greg. Uh, right, let's, talk about, let's talk about the power play a little. <laughs> speaking of, hey, speaking of things that can run cold sometimes. Yeah. And I, I'm, fuck, you beat me to it. <laughs> oh, uh, that was good. So they are running cold in a big way where it's they've had a lot of opportunities to take over games. Not just the Arizona game. I, I'm kind of discarding that as a game. The Rangers kind of found their groove. You know, they they found what they had last year, which is some resiliency and 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 playing on a back to back in three games in four days, where you're just going to find a way to win. And they did, and I'm happy they did. But in the Nashville game and games before that, the power play hasn't been as dynamic, but it has been close. Mm. I'd not, you know, I'm not going to make a joke about Ryan Strom here. I'm not going to say Vincent Trocheck is a problem. None of this is true. What is, in your estimation, what has gone wrong? Because there's been a little bit of a sloppiness. There's been a little bit of a lost edge. But other other than that, they still look awesome all the time. It's not like Kreider isn't scoring. He's got like I, six goals in nine games. I think for me, from my 200 feet up perch that I watch the game on, it looks like they're trying for the perfect pass. It, you can tell that I think they are frustrated they aren't scoring as often as they did last year. And I think that disease is seeping into their brain where specifically Panarin and Fox, it feels like those two guys are like, I need to make a perfect pass and a perfect play. Otherwise we aren't going to score. And they've kind of moved away from what made the power play special last year is that they got in the mindset that if they simply just put it on net, it was going in. They It doesn't matter how sloppy, doesn't matter from where. They felt invincible and they felt like if I can just get this moving forward, this will go in. And I think this year we're starting to see 
it's a funny joke for three or four games when they get a little bad puck luck. But that shit seeps into your brain and into your thinking where things that worked for you last year aren't working for you this year. And you're like, do I need to change something? Let me see if I can change something. And it does look like Panarin specifically. I, I Again, this dude has like 21 assists this year. This isn't a complaint, but it does feel like he's looking for the perfect pass as opposed to just making the right pass. And I, I do believe there's a difference. Yeah, it does seem like, and Panarin came out gangbusters this year, right? I, I have very few complaints about how he's played. It's funny, I have very few complaints about a lot of the top players and, and how they've gone. With the exception of, I wish, and I know we've had this conversation a couple times, but at 5v5, I wish they had a little more lethal mindset where it's, can someone shoot the puck? I, I, I Kako deferred a couple times over the week. I'm not calling Kako one of the top players because I, I, I'm talking about the big guns, like the big six that get really paid, even though Kako has been tremendous this year. But there hasn't been that, I'm going to be selfish because I know we need to shoot situation. Where Panarin, you're right. He has like looked to take the shot once in a while, but for the most part, he's looking for the perfect pass. And maybe that's that's what's holding that power play up. And sometimes I do think teams are, are shading to Mika's side now, where it's they want to start taking that away, where that's where you've seen Chris Kreider really come to life over the past couple weeks because teams are starting to shade to Mika. That opens up the Adam Fox to Chris Kreider tip-in situation that, that has broken open in the last couple games. So they'll continue to adjust as the season goes on. I don't expect the power play or the 5v5 to stay this cool the next couple weeks. I think I think you're seeing what can happen. We, we didn't even get a chance to talk about the Red Wings game. Dude, <laughs> I mean, they scored six goals. It was a four goals in, in two minutes and 47 seconds or something well, like I, that. Again, I joked about how it wasn't a problem that the Rangers didn't save any goals for Saturday because the Red Wings game included Barclay Goodrow, Jimmy VC, Julian Gauthier, and Lieber Hayek all scoring. Woo! So in my head, I was like, oh, they, they didn't waste any goals. They just got the four guys that will never score again out the way. And then we see, like, right, they score one fucking goal on Saturday. And I was like, oh, Jesus fucking Christ, why? Phil why? Pino, though, looks, looks quite good. Looks uh, quite good. This is unbelievable. It's funny because I just, I don't have a lot of complaints about players, but just the team in general just doesn't seem to be finishing. And that's the only thing. Mm. Which does bring me to the one player that's kind of not playing right now, which is Ryan Reeves. And he sat four of the last five games. You and I's feelings on Reeves are... Super well documented yep. on how we feel. Like the guy a lot. Don't think he's the best hockey player. Think he's very valuable to the team. Mm-hmm. He's now sat for the last five games, as I just said, and it does feel like he is becoming quickly the odd man out on the team, which is fine by us a lot of the time. But do you see him possibly as because the Rangers do need to get back to twenty-two players and quick for this trade deadline money to happen? Do you see anything happening with Ryan Reeves? No, uh, I think. I, I, I'm just looking at it from the New York Rangers are super careful about the players they promote, the players they include in certain marketing campaigns, the players they choose to highlight. And there's a reason why you don't see guys like Jimmy VC doing certain things for this team. Though VC's gotten a lot of airtime recently, like a lot. VC's been really good, by the way. Uh, yeah, well, there's a reason he got a lot of airtime. He's been good, and but I like, say this later in our, our Brat Pack interview, but this is your point, 
all credit to you. That's why you don't pay six years for Barkley Goodrow yep, when Jimmy just, PC you, is a PTO. You, you just find you find guys on the heap. I'd rather sign ten of them and be wrong on eight, but I sign them to a PTO or a one year deal. You just fucking rinse and repeat. I hate it. But anyway, it's neither here nor there. Uh, Barkley Goodrow scored on fucking Sunday. So what? Yeah, I'm not. I'm just talking about his contract, not the player. Contract, I know. Not the player. I, it's it's it's. God, it's so frustrating. It's like Dryden Hunt before him, Jimmy VC, fucking Colin Blackwell. Like the Rangers have <laughs> such success with these type of players, and they're like, you know what we need to do? We're so good at identifying these type of players. What if we signed a guy that eliminates all these players that we are really good at finding? And it's like, huh, that's a terrible idea. And they're like, cool, gonna do it anyway. Watch, watch while I fucking do this. But anyway, neither here nor there. Um, I caught myself a couple times in the arena. Noticing how often Ryan Reeves was included in promotional material. Now, I'm not saying that obviously does not determine who uh, plays on a nightly basis. And I don't think Ryan Reeves is going to find his way back into this lineup anytime soon. But I do think he's very safe on the roster. I think they still quote-unquote value him, even if they don't need to play him every night. It's funny where... I wish they felt that way about more players where I think they're actually good, but you don't have the need to play them on a nightly basis, especially, I don't know, Ryan, let me see if I've heard this scenario before. Let's say, Mm -hmm. for example, one of your top four defensemen is injured. And for whatever reason in November, you're deciding between playing him on a nightly basis or just giving him a couple games off so he can recover. You wouldn't be happy to, you're not talking about Jacob Trouba, are you? What? No, this is a completely hypothetical I'm making up that I've definitely never heard of. The guy's name, by the way, for example, let's say it's uh, Shmakeup Puba, okay? Yeah, mm-hmm. Shmakeup Puba, that's Shmakeup, correct. Shmakeup is a little injured right now. Or Shadol Schneider, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Keep going. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's, for example, take another guy here. Uh, just name off the top of my head. Let's go with uh, Perard Jalant with a J. Yeah, a J. Yeah, Jalant. And it's Jalant, <laughs> not Jalant, yeah. like his oh, my, more famous my- serial killer brother. Uh, My apologies. Yeah. Let's say he was, I don't know, coach of a hockey team. Like wh- like one of the original six teams, maybe. I don't know. Okay. Maybe one the that Le- plays. So like the Leafs. Keep going. One that plays <laughs> in a place. Have you, like, I don't want to say Manhattan, but like, like a big city. Yeah. Anyway. Like pretend you were watching Spider-Man. Yeah. And it's, uh, it, Gotham, it's just where Spider-Man. Yeah. Gotham. Yeah. yeah no, Gotham looks a lot like Pittsburgh. You ever noticed that? That is strange, isn't it? Interesting. And I think Ben Roethlisberger played for that football team. Do you think hmm. Bane was trying to kill Ben Roethlisberger? The fire rises. I don't know. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, let's say, years. let's say that this coach, this completely made up, not a real person, flat back in his head coach, that some people find attractive <laughs> that I'll never understand. But anyway, I'm not even That definitely every, won't ever cover this podcast, even though we ask. Keep going. He will. I wonder why. He listens, though. I know that motherfucker listens. But, I was and, told it's only newspapers from a good source. Smurlard Jalant. All right? That's who we're talking about. That guy listens. The other guy fucking lies. Lord help him. Uh, anyway, say he's a coach. Gets in front of some media members. Let's go with Jolly Parker and Schmitz, Mike Liano. Schmitz, <laughs> Schmitz uh, King Liano or something like that. All yeah, right? Schmitz. Yeah, Schmitz. Schmitz is a good guy. I love Schmitz. Yeah, love Schmitz. Love and Colin Schmitz. Stevenson is also there. For the yeah, yeah, uh, Colin, Colin, yeah. Colin's a real person. He's on a lot of people. Yeah. You guys don't understand. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, yeah, these guys ask questions. Yeah, these guys, yeah, no, he jumps between. He's like Wong, essentially. 
Colin is the Wong of the New York Beat Reporter. <laughs> it's perfect. I love it. I love it. Anyway, we're, we're completely jumping the shark here. Seven years we've been doing this show. People you think they'd understand, they should probably stop to fucking listen one of these times. Anyway, these beat reporters, or uh, uh, let's call them reporters, they ask a question, and they say, what's up with Jacob Chuba? Sorry, Schmake up Pooba. He's taking a lot of maintenance. (laughs) My bad. Something slipped out there. I was just thinking about this guy that I once got. Well, you know, the the captain of the team, he sometimes infiltrates your brain. That's That's what being a captain is like. You, Do you, you think, get inside the other players? Yes. Imagine I latched my bandwagon to a, a different. Way. Imagine I. We use this podcast for such bad things. Like imagine I picked a different player. I was like Connor McDavid's going to be a New York Ranger, and here's my 27 reasons why. And it, I did it with Jacob Chuba. You know what? I'm happy I did. He's great. Fuck all of you if you hate him. Anyway, Shmake up Booba. He's hurt. We think he's dinged up. Obviously, taking a lot of maintenance days. And the coach goes, "Yeah, no, he's injured. If this was the playoffs, he'd be playing. So we have him in a playoff mentality." And I go, huh, that's interesting. I, I must be confused. Let me check the calendar. And I, I bleep or blopped on my computer. And I look, I got to tell you, Ryan, right now, I don't know if you know this, it's November 14th. It's not, it's two weeks until Thanksgiving. The World Cup hasn't even started yet. Uh, you're telling me that one of my four most important defensemen, the guy who's the captain of my team, a guy whose role in my lineup is so super important that I can't have him afford to miss a single game, is and we playing don't have a playoff. Right- Hockey in November? There's no right-handed defenseman to back him up on this theoretical team in Gotham, yes? Why, Ryan? Why? 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 Well, Eels Dunquist, he got traded to uh, the Cowboys or something. I I liked Eels. Have you ever had an Eels sushi roll or whatever? I had an Eels sushi roll two days ago. Two days ago? In New York? Yes. Yes, I had sushi for lunch. Where'd you go? Okay, thanks for the invite, motherfucker. God damn. I was with Lu- I was with Luis. I was okay, the story. you're right. I hate Luis. That good point. Sorry, you were to Queens. My apologies. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Now I got to roll. Do you know New York is connected by a central central transportation system that allows you like to get Go- from one like borough to another? Or no? <laughs> well, no, it's not Gotham because if I saw the first one correctly, they used that to transport a noxious gas that made people crazy, mm. except criminals who are already crazy. Because that, right, that movie does have a couple loopholes. Yeah, it's like normal people are now going to see ghosts, but criminals, they're going to be okay. The Rangers have been fine. They are now, they've played 17 games. They are six points back in the division from the Devils, who actually have two games in hand on them. The Devils are insane. We'll talk about them with Brat Pack in a couple minutes here. I'm not looking at the teams ahead of the Rangers. I'm looking at the teams behind the Rangers. The Capitals have played as many games as the Rangers and they, they have 16 have, points, three yeah, points back. Yeah, they have a 477 point percentage right now, which ain't going to cut the mustard. And while I expect the Penguins to right the ship, the Penguins have to right the ship more aggressively than the Rangers do. So as the, there really aren't teams sitting behind the Rangers where I go, oh, I have to worry about X. So that's why, like, I, again, yes, I would like the Rangers to be scoring more. Yes, I think they're playing quite well. No, I don't have a lot of complaints about this team. But is it time to panic? The time to panic is not looking up. For me, the time to panic is when you always look behind. And right now, I'm looking behind the New York Rangers. I don't got a lot of reasons to panic. Yeah, there's not a lot of of, of panicking at all. Uh, to me, personally. I, it's just like, hey, when do we have the panic button? January. I'm still sticking to that. Like, January 10th, the Rangers are in sixth place. We can start talking about it. Because I don't care if they get in the playoffs as the fifth seed. I really could care less. I, I think every team in the East is, is competitive. 
we went through it through the beginning of the year and more teams have actually turned out to be better than we expected. So it doesn't really matter who you're getting in that first round. It is a tough matchup no matter what. So who cares? Guess just get ready. You have Igor. It's good. Well, it's uh, not just that. It's also just remember that like, I hate, I hate to be this guy this early in the year and it feels like it's gonna, I'm going to be excusing bad behavior and all that. But the NHL playoff system is so fucking stupid anyway that it doesn't really fucking matter. As long as the Rangers aren't the second wild card, they're going to be fine. Because here's the thing. If they finish second or third in the Metro, they will probably have to play the Hurricanes before they go to the Eastern Conference Final. If they finish second first wild card, they will probably have to play the Hurricanes before the Eastern Conference Final. So like... As long as they avoid the Bruins in round one, who gives a shit? Like, the Bruins, you will have to play in an Eastern Conference Final, most likely, with the way things are looking this year, as long as they didn't poison the water too much, which they might have, but... Or the Lightning came alive at some point. I I don't know, the the fucking Vasilevsky stinks this year. Stinks? Vasilevsky, not only that, Hedman is not looking good. Yeah, so I, I don't know if, like, the wheels are coming off the wagon in Tampa Bay, blah, blah, blah. But either way, so, like, if the goal is to avoid the Bruins... All the Rangers have to do is finish not last in terms of playoff teams. And I'm confident they won't. But, like, if they finish second in the Metro, congratulations. You have home ice in the first round of the playoffs. Like, like that fucking matters. Rangers lost a couple times to the Penguins on home ice last year. Lost a couple times to the Lightning on home ice last year. Uh, lost, lost. No, they didn't lose any home ice games against the Hurricanes, but they also only won one road game. So, like, I don't know. Playoffs are weird. The way the playoffs are set up in the National Hockey League, it's like all you have to do is get in, and then it's fucking dumb from there anyway. If it was a one to eight system, I think I would care more about it. But like, you're gonna have to go through the Metro anyway, so who gives a shit? Like, fine, finish number one wild card, win the Metro. You're playing the exact same teams anyway, because that's how no league discourages regular season success more than the National Hockey League. Let's do some quick five-star questions. There's some long ones, um, so I'm going to make them kind of shorter as, as we go through here before we get to our interview. Uh, if you want to leave a five-star question, you can go to our Patreon, become a subscriber, leave them on Discord. We'll read them on the show. How did Spencer Strider not win Rookie of the Year? Uh, Julio Rodriguez won, didn't he? Julio and Michael Harris. That's interesting. Bats over, over pitching? Very strange. Sh- Michael Strider only got eight first-place votes. That's kind of nuts. He was sick. Uh, was which rookie was better for the Braves? Michael Harris or Spencer Strider? Strider. Uh, Strider. Keith Keith anyway. Chantover at Duke's MA says, "When you go to a hockey game, what do you prefer to sit, center ice or behind one of the goals, and why?" I'm a big center ice guy, but I like to sit where they shoot twice. That's where I'm at. I am also a big center ice guy. I don't. I don't like behind the goalie. I think it's fine. I, I'm 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 sure people love it, but that's their own opinion. Yeah, I. Yeah, I mean, as long as you're behind the goal to rain, you shoot on twice. Like that, I would honestly be annoyed if I went to a Ranger game and I got the goal the Rangers aren't shooting on in the first or third period. Same, but I'm being elitist now. This is from Brettley. Are the struggles at the start of the season part of a long con by the Rangers because they got bored coming up, uh, coming off back-to-back and winning games after tough first periods and have now decided to come back when the entire season after a tough first third? Uh, you just everything you just said is what happened in the Arizona game. So you called this on November eighth. Congratulations. <laughs> well, I just I think we know the Rangers are playing better than the record. We know the Rangers are suffering from a little bit of puck luck, but we've also mentioned that 
There have been games this year where the Rangers get a two-goal lead. They think and know they are better than the team they're playing, and they just stop. They're just like, if we just cruise to the finish line here, we will win this race. And you can't do that in in this league. Can't do it. Can't do it in any league. I'm going to summarize what Panarinoid Android said here, but a lot of chatter has been made. I'm just not reading it. I'm just saying summarize. A lot of chatter has been made that Heedle or maybe Lindgren or the odd man out coming up in the 2023 salary cap jump if it doesn't jump the way it's supposed to or possibly can with $4 Why isn't it Goodrow? I know he has a modified no true uh, no trade con- contract and is a reputation of a gritty two way winner. Could we convince him to take him instead of maybe losing Heedle or someone like Lingren, who is clearly important to the team? Uh, you said true. You said does he say Goodrow or Truba? Goodrow. Truba is in full no no move, so it would have to be Goodrow. It's modified no mo- no trade clause for Goodrow. I but again like the problem isn't why are we, first of all three point six million dollars ain't going to cut the check. That's why. Like, Might cut it for Heedle. Okay, but that's not the problem that you're actually worried about. It's just not. The, the Heedle, we've, I've said it before, and I mean it again. Like Lindgren is the guy. He's the guy you're choosing Heedle between because you can only pay one of them. You will find money for Keandre Miller. You'll find money for Alexi Lafreniere. Quite frankly, I think you'll find money for Cabo Caco. But you can't find money for everybody. So if you're choosing between Heedle and Lindgren, make that choice carefully. And if it's me, I'm choosing Heedle. Boy, that's going to be a real shitty day. Uh, Dave, <laughs> this, is, this is from David, all hail the kayak. Given the, the PP struggles, maybe we should give them Viagra instead of smelling salts. Okay, let's move on. This is from uh, Zangerang. Obviously, he had an amazing start to the season, but I feel like Panarin has lost a lot of his accuracy from outside. I feel like every time he shoots from the circle, it's on net. One of the reasons I feel like he's been so effective in the past is because of the top of the circle, he can dish a perfect pass or snipe the top corner. Is there anything to this, or am I reading a little bit into it after a tough loss versus Nashville? Yeah, I think you're just reading too, in, too, too into it there. Sometimes you're, the, sometimes you're the dog, sometimes you're the tree. That's my family saying. And that's kind of what happened with Panarin there. He's still very, very good. It's living a great normal, life. I think the saying is actually fire hydrant there, buddy. I, I always did the tree, so I don't know. That's, that's where I'm at. Yeah, Last one from the- Trooper Train. If been forced to father. watch Disney movies on repeat with oh. my two-year-old, and it got me thinking, what movies do you think each Ranger's favorite Disney movie are? Uh, this is too long. Is Crider Ratatouille? Is Panarin Frozen on repeat? Crider is, Dis- is Mr. Holland's opus, first of all. I don't know Disney movies that well, and I know that's a Does sin. Does it have to be a Disney movie? He said Disney movies. Well, I think Mr. So. Holland's opus is streaming on Disney+, Plus, so I'm going to include that. And that would make it even more Crider's thing. Crowder's thing is actually probably like the Beatles documentary where everybody, lo- everybody loved that shit. But here's my thing, Ryan. Nothing fucking happens in that documentary. Not a fucking thing. You just get just to see behind four, the scenes, man. Just, it's just four English guys, two of which hate each other, and one of them's Ringo. And I have to watch that for 12 hours and be like, wow, <laughs> what a take. master's at work. I can't believe this exists. No, that shit People sucked. like it. Shit sucked. Um, <laughs> Disney movies. I, this is a. This could be twenty minutes, and I don't even know Disney movies that well. Off the top of my head, I would say that I could do Studio Ghibli. I think what I think Gauthier is Totoro. Okay, I don't know. are you saying you're making things up? I'm not. Uh, I who would the have fuck is Hank Green. Speaking of things that are made up, I don't know who Hank Green is. <laughs> I, I, I know he like, hates Matthew Kachuk. Even Tom was like, he's the brother of the guy who wrote Fault in Our Stars. I was like, cool. I didn't realize the guy who wrote Fault in Our Stars. Was famous enough to get his brother famous? Yeah, I guess he is. Congratulations is he? to him. I don't know. 
Well, anyway, uh, that's enough Dis- of this show. Yeah, I'll need to think on the Disney movie front because I'm not just going to... Like, oh, actually, I will say, I think Hayek is Wally. He clearly, Ooh, that's good. Yeah, he's clearly a relic from the past administration. But God damn it, I just want to root for him. I am. I've. I. I legitimately spent my Friday night a good thirty-five minutes thinking about Labor Hayek, and that's how sad my life is. Hey, congratulations on the jersey! I saw you got enough retweets. Yeah. Well, I just want to reverse retro. It's definitely going to be fake. So, <laughs> whatever it is, they could. Well, sent Ryan, me a picture when you think Labor about Hayek it, they're all tech. fake unless they're worn in a game. Oh, that's true. That's true. Everything's fake. Is anything even real in general? Um, we'll just break away, everybody. Uh, yeah. We'll be right back with Brad Pack, Mister Pack. And uh, there you go. Transition. Hey, and we're back with our special seven-year anniversary guest. And I mean, we've been doing this show seven years, so who else would we have after all this time than our natural replacement, Mr. Pack? How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Thank you. I, I got to say, I'm really, really excited to be here. I've been, uh, between you and me, and I guess everyone listening, been waiting for this invite for a little while. You know, well, all, people ask all, us to come on the show, and yeah, we usually all took, say no. All it took was Lindy Ruff turning into fucking, <laughs> like, I don't even know what he is. I Jokingly, yeah. earlier this year, we obviously we have a mutual, not a mutual friend, our, mine and Ryan's mutual friend, Jeff, big Devils fan. And once the season started, I was hounding him about, so when are you extending Lindy? When are you extending Lindy? And then, like, now it's like... Okay, but seriously, when are you extending Lindy? <laughs> yeah, the, the joke became real very fast. Uh, and I i mean, we'll get into this. I still don't think it's going to happen. But I'm having fun, you know, buying into it anyway. Well, I, I guess my question is, how did you get the team to work with you? Because we've never been able to do that. <laughs> so it's been seven years and you we can't do it. But you figured it out. So did, what was the secret sauce? I mean, you know... I've heard from a couple people from, you know, a couple different fan bases, and I think the secret sauce is the devil's front office. I, you know, I can't, I haven't done anything. Most of everything I've done, they've reached out to me and, and set most of this up. So from from what I've heard from these other teams that they would never do that, I, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. The devils have been great. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. Yeah. This well, is gonna sound like oh a God. this is gonna sound like a backhanded compliment. I want you to know that it is, but also yeah, that I'm saying it from a true, from a positively truthful experience. Could yeah. it possibly be that the devils just feel like they have to do these type of outreach programs, otherwise the fans won't come into the building like they would for say I don't know the Rangers of New York. You know what? Historically, you're probably correct. I, you know, they don't need my help right now. Uh, my my little ticket group is not responsible for the sellout that the Devils had on Saturday. But looking at you know from what I know, and I'm very unfamiliar with Rangers uh, front office ownership, whatever you want to call it. So I don't want to get you guys in trouble. But from what I've seen, <laughs> they may be a little more unwelcoming than others. You can't get us in trouble. <laughs> we we yeah. do it we do it fine on our own. Thank you very yeah. much. You can't Fair do enough. anything. Because uh, it did seem like you are, you know you said you were responsible for the sellout, but after the game, uh, what was it like? A hundred and fifty people that you were responsible. That's like half the arena. 
<laughs> yeah, sometimes it feels that way. Uh, no, I. You know what? We had about two hundred uh, through our group ticket, and season ticket holders. In addition to that, had joined up with us. Um, you know, because they had already had tickets to the game. So I want to say our final crowd was probably closer to two fifty, three hundred on the Damn. ice after the game. Um, but. Yeah, you know, in the Prudential Center, that can feel like a sellout, all 300 of us. <laughs> <laughs> well, it looked like a fun time. I wish we could do something like that. And you and I have had a contentious relationship for months now. Sure. I've come on your uh, spaces and yelled at you. Yeah, oh, yeah, um, they love that. you come in my replies like a real dick, like a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've done worst that. Moments. So now, now we're finally here. We're on the same page. I kindly and bravely presented that the, I think the Devils would be good this year. And I did not think they would be this good. Uh, is the roof going to fall off? You've won, what is it, 10 in a row now? Nine the, in a row goal, now, yeah. The goaltending is injured out with the Wahoo, but Hughes, especially Nico, has taken a huge step. I know yeah. Hughes, there's like some like devil's Twitter, uh, we're fake worried, this is fake. And then obviously Jesper Bratt. So what? what's the what's the thing that people are complaining about on the nine wins? <laughs> what still gets through? Um, You know... Uh, goaltending really, really is the, the dagger for the Devils. Um, Vanacek uh, got hit during the Calgary game, and we were really, really scared. It could be a concussion or something like that because they pulled him out of that game, and he did not start the next game. But even that, they they gave him a clear bill of health today. They said he's traveling with the team on the road trip they're going out on. Um, for all intents and purposes, they sent Nico Dawes back to Utica, so... It's it's um, Vanacek and Schmid moving forward. So goaltending injuries aside, I mean Blackwood's out. Things are doing okay on Devils Twitter right now. I I, I got to say we really aren't complaining about much. I I've had to uh, dive deep into uh, Kako content just to stir the pot a little uh, well, bit. Dive oh, deep Jesus. every day of your goddamn life you post about the Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's not that deep for you, my friend. The content get the clicks. I get it. It's the, <laughs> It's the it's the biz content strategy. Let's talk about the Rangers. Get them clicks. I get it. Oh yeah. well, I mean, biz has turned to the Devils now. Is that true? <laughs> yes. Uh, and 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 you know, I am somewhat thankful for it because he's turned his attention to Jesper Bratt. It, it, I guess. Oh uh, yeah, he was commenting yeah. on your shit all of a sudden. That was fucking wild. Yeah, he. Um, I guess one of the Chicklets guys, Pasha. I guess he does their video work. Um, is a major Jesper Bratt fan and has been, you know, in Biz's ear for a long time about this. So now that the Devils are good and, and Bratt is leading the charge, Biz has pivoted a little bit to antagonizing Devils fans about being in on the Jesper Bratt train. Wow. So the seven uh, of you have been really vocal about we've, it. We've, we've been having a great time. Yes, all seven of us. <laughs> uh, uh, well, uh, listen, I, I understand he's your namesake and I understand. We were going to get to this bridge earlier. Uh, yeah. Well, eventually, I should say. As a, as a, a you, you know this. As a New York Mets fan, I'm living in a world where the best player to ever wear a jersey for the New York Mets might not be a Met in a couple of weeks. And that's mm. wonderful. Enjoying it. From everything we saw last summer, it sure feels like Brat is putting himself in a position where he will be allowed to exercise the right of free agency in his prime. Do you take that as he doesn't want to stay? Or is this 
him being maybe one of the first hockey players to understand that he can maximize his value, even with the team he's currently playing for, if he just marches this on the right on unrestricted free agency. Honestly, I think you said it perfectly with option two there. Um, everything we've seen to this point has indicated that he wants to stay in New Jersey, wants to play for the Devils. However, he wants to get paid as much as he can while doing so. And, you know, we the big comparison so far has been Aaron Judge, who was given a certain offer that may or may not have been fair at the time and said, no, I don't even want your fair offer. I want the unfair offer, and I'm going to show you why I deserve the unfair offer. And, you know, Brat did that because, you know, from, from what I know, the Devils offered him an eight-year deal at a very fair offer, and and he turned around. Oh, oh. they offered him eight years? They did. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, my computer cut out there. Um, they no, did no, offer him I'm, eight years. I'm surprised. You didn't it's cut confirmed. out at all. Yeah, uh, so uh, <laughs> Julie Robbenheimer was actually on a space with me. Uh, after talking to Tom Fitzgerald herself, um, she confirmed it, the, he received an eight-year offer at a very fair number and said no. There was no negotiation. He just said no. Um, he, he wants the unfair offer. And he said, I'm going to prove it. I'm going to prove that I deserve the unfair offer. And so far this season, right. he's proving that he deserves the <laughs> unfair offer. So, you know, <laughs> you know, it, I mean, it is what it is. As a fan of both him and the team, I want him to take the lower number, but I want him to also get the higher number. Um, so, so, so yeah, you, you got yeah. Jack Hughes on the lower number. You can't have both. Well, so, and that's something that Devils fans keep coming back to is that Jack Hughes took the lower number so that when push comes to shove and we have to give someone the higher number that we can afford to do so, we just didn't think it would be in-house. We thought that meant, you know, a free agent. So it is what it is. Um, so Brett is looking to cash out. I mean, it, it's pretty clear, um, you know, to anyone paying attention that he, he would like to get paid as much as possible, but... Both him, both he, and Tom Fitzgerald have both made very strong indications that that is possible with the New Jersey Devils and that he wants it to be with the New Jersey Devils. So anything short of the team really, really refusing to you know pay him what he ends up really earning, I have no doubt that he's going to be with the team long term. Well, let me tell you where the Devils front office messed up. They drafted a guy, and they, they what you should have done is not let any of your young stars pay power play because this way you <laughs> repress their points, values, yeah. and when the contracts come up, they can't get unfairly paid because you go, hey, you had 19 points last year. I yeah. know your underlying metrics are good. They're, but, they're all five on five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but does it really matter? Like He's like, we don't, well, the only thing we give contracts out is for points. That's the NHL. If you have points, you get paid. If you don't have yep. points, you don't get paid. So that's Absolutely. why... Alexi Lafreniere is going to come in, uh, come down to, uh, I was going to say Jeff Gordon. That is not the right answer. Chris Jury's <laughs> office. And he'd be like, oh, so you're going to pay me? He's like, you mean that two year bridge for $2 million? Sweet, Brody. <laughs> that's, uh, that's what's going to happen. So that's what the, that's where the Devil's Front Office just messed up. Because I've been watching this for the last couple of years, as you know, with Kako, where it's like, okay, I was scared he was going, not going to leave, but rather be traded, be benched in game six, or, uh, or just be frankly bad, but that has right. not been the case. And I, I like don't know how they're going to afford him if he's still doing this, and the points eventually do come two years from now. 
Wait, right. like you said, the the answer was in house with Brad, and it it's but it's also like you're not finding a a better play than Brad on free agency. I would be no. shocked. If you found someone even seventy percent of his quality in free agency in the next three years, yeah, and 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 that's where you know obviously the Johnny Gaudreau thing hurt really really bad on that day, and that was the specific day you did join my Twitter space. And trust me, everyone was very very uh, not fond of you um, for Check. for for good reason, uh, yeah. and, and it really hurt that day. But you know, looking forward to where we're spending our money. With with Brat commanding as much as he is, honestly, it worked out better because now we can give it there. Well, I'll right now that, it looks like Johnny Gaudreau didn't really make the best choice. Yeah, I'll, 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 <laughs> I'll say this: as uh, as much as your space could have hated Ryan, I've been doing this show with Ryan for seven years. None of you have the amount of discontent <laughs> I have for the man. So get get in line. Um, one thing I do want to talk about: I, obviously, this Devils team is really fun and exciting, but let, let let's put it into perspective a little bit. The Rangers v. Devils aspect of this. Yeah, sure. Um, so, for Ranger fans, I don't think Ryan or myself would really put the Devils in the top three in terms of, like, the Rangers' biggest rivals, quote-unquote. Oh, st- no, that's I, ridiculous. I, 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 no, we wouldn't. It just, that's we just ridiculous. Have, like, we haven't done the show long. It's been seven years. Like, in that time period, it just, like, hasn't really been a lot of Devils-Rangers, where it's, like, Islanders, Penguins, Flyers, like, those... Those have been some serious rivalries. I, where I, the, I, not as the, much. the Flyers are in my top three. I'd say the Lightning are in my top three before the Devils. The Lightning, the absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> no. All right, that is recency bias at its finest. Yes, that's what rivalries are. I don't give a shit. What? Ha- Here's the thing. You know how old I was in 1994? Five. I don't give a shit <laughs> about anything that happened when I was five. R- rivalries to me, it's it's the like it's the decade you're living in. Who are the teams that are preventing me? from possibly being as good as I can be. They're rivals. And then, for me, I only get... In my eyes, I see you're allowed two regional rivals that you really give a shit about. It's the Islanders and the Flyers. Those are the two I give more shits about than anything the Devils are doing. I just don't care. But that's going to change now, possibly. Over Maybe. I don't know. Like I don't care about the Washington Nationals, and they won a World Series. I mean, but even... I mean, 94 is 94. That was a long time ago. But even... As recent as 2012, it was alive and well. Nine. It was, and and then it just petered. It's been it's been a decade. Like those things peter out a little bit. I know. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. We're, but, we're but, Rangers Islanders. It started, dude. It, it goes off like every single time. Even though the Islanders beat the piss out of the Rangers. I mean, the Yankees are good and the Red Sox are bad. Does that mean like they're like fading away? No, that's but the that, thing. Like that's, the hate goes to the Islanders. But that's yeah. That's like the Islanders don't need to be good for me to dislike the Islanders. I don't have that relationship with the Devils, and I don't think I ever will. I'm genuinely shocked by that. That doesn't make any sense to me. I just, yeah, like I, I don't, I, just, I, 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 I don't hate the Devils that much. Or maybe it's because Keith played there. We were friends. Yeah, yeah that, that probably. I'm. I am completely agnostic to the Devils. Everything they do, there are things that I like about them. There are things I dislike about them. But when it comes to like name the five teams you really hate, the Devils will not scratch that list. I think they're like number five for me. You know, so let me ask you guys a question. Where, sure. what state do you, each of you live in? Uh, I was I was born and raised in Bayshore, Long Island, and now I live in uh, I live in Philadelphia. And I was born in okay. born in suburban Connecticut. And I'm now in New York. Okay, so neither of you were born or live in New Jersey at all. Uh, no, thank God. So no, yeah, no, I call it a drive-through state for a reason. Yeah. 
All right, bud. You were born in Long Island, <laughs> moved to Philadelphia. I don't, I don't know about that. Uh, I, I, I would, and and you know, you guys can feel however you want to feel, but I'd be very curious to hear from a Rangers fan that lives in New Jersey because that's where most of you live. I mean, most of you guys are frauds. You live in New Jersey, uh, and the the dynamic is just different when you have the New Jersey team like really like in your backyard and you still don't root for him and, and you root for somewhere else where you don't even live, which doesn't make any sense, but you do it anyway. I, I think the rivalry changes a little bit at least. No, well, I mean, you're talking, talk to all the giants and jets fans out there. My friend, they, they are the Giants yeah, and jets actually play in New Jersey. That's what I'm saying. The, yeah. All the people in New York should just be rooting for the bills. That's it. Yeah, sure. Go do that then. <laughs> no, you're not going to win this argument, bud, because I'm a New Jersey Giants fan. <laughs> I, 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 I just, I don't, to me, there is only a certain amount of capacity your heart could possibly hold for hate in every sport. And I just, I, I think the whole mystique was broken when the Rangers signed Bobby Holik. I just couldn't hate the Devils anymore. I mean, that's up to you guys, but I'm telling you right now, at least from here on out, we're going to make you hate the Devils. No, no, no. There's a, I could hate you, no problem. I will. I just, <laughs> you're not. You're not going to get me to hate a, hate another hockey team. I, 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 it's just. I get it. I, I should. Ranger fans, I think, are more annoyed by bro dirt talk than they actually hate the Devils. And I, I truly believe that. Yeah, I agree. And I, I, there is a chance we meet in the playoffs this year. Let Let's talk about your prospects for the year. Obviously, sure. Uh, nine wins in a row right now. I had you ranked as fourth in the Metro. I didn't. I expected the team to be good and frisky. I didn't expect them to be this. Yeah. Uh, how do you see this continuing? Obviously, the the goaltending is an issue. But do you do you think the team's good enough to just run away with the division if possible, or is Carolina going to catch up? I don't think the Rangers are going to be the one. I think they will finish like third or, or fourth in this position. But still. Yeah. Honestly, I think the Devils and the Rangers are going to be absolutely duking it out for third or fourth in the division. I, I think, uh, you know, teams like Carolina will catch up. I don't see, you know, nine games is nine games, and that's great. And, you know, two points is two points in November or April. So we are reaching a point where this win streak will affect, the, uh, you know, our place in the standings simply because we're racking up points while we can. But I, I don't see the team, you know, winning out for the rest of the year, obviously. Um, I, I think they do slow down. I think they come back to earth a little bit. Um the, the the one thing that really sticks with me, uh, and we talked, and I know you mentioned, you know, underlying metrics, the Devils have them. This is not a, a win streak like we saw Buffalo go on a few years ago. They won 10 straight, and the entire time they were winning 10 games, every single fan in the league was like, that's nice. No one cares. They suck. Like, they're going to go back to sucking. They've won 10 games. Who cares? I You know, I, I'm just not getting that from these Devils. Their metrics are good. The numbers are good. Every game they're winning, they're blowing teams out in terms of, you know, expected goal share and all that fun stuff. Um, if the goaltending holds up, there, there's really no reason why this team can't finish, you know, second or third in the Metro. So going into this season, I, I had us as a 90 to 95 point team, maybe hitting wild card two, maybe just missing by a spot or two. But given what's happening so far, you know, you can't take these points away once they're given. I, I, I could see second or third in the Metro. I, I think I think three or four may be more likely. I think they're going to make the playoffs at this point, though. Yeah, I, I think a lot of fans, I mean, surely this has happened on our side when a team starts off not as well as you expect and people freak out. But people do forget that 
a team can start hot like the Devils, and now all you have to really do from now until the end of the season, you just have to play 500 hockey. Just yeah. don't lose more games than you win, and the New Jersey Devils are going to be a playoff team. Yeah, I mean, as of right now, we're nine games over 500. You're right. 500 hockey keeps us nine games over 500. That's a playoff team. Yeah, that that gets you. I think like the magic number usually in terms of point percentage is somewhere around like 58 percent. Yeah. If, if the Devils play 500 for here, you will stay above 50 percent. Don't math check me. Anybody listening? To this. I don't know that. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Sure. But it feels like if you're playing 500 after this hot start, the Devils will at least be a wild card team. Like I said, uh, points in November matter as much as points in April, and you can't take away the 18 points they have in nine games. So, you know, even if they play 500 hockey the rest of the way, which I think they still could even do better than that, like you said, that that's enough. I'll well, take it. Let me let me let me put it this way. I understand the preface of this question is every hockey team, if they suffer a major injury, something bad is going to happen. But sure, when, absolutely. When we're talking about the Devils, we're at least talking about. Two players that have suffered major injuries in the last couple of years, and Nico Escher and Jack Hughes. Yeah. Is there, in your mind, a, a higher need for the Devils to really go out and make a splash at the deadline? Because, yeah, it's, it's, it's great and good right now when everyone's healthy, but right. we've seen the Devils lose major players before and sink faster than the Titanic. I'm going to say if Jack Hughes or Nico Escher goes down, they do not need to go make a big splash. If Vitek Vanacek goes down, they absolutely need to go make a big splash. I think the goaltending is so much bigger than everything else right now that I, I think the players, the forward group at least, is playing to a certain level that even if Jack or, or Nico went down, I think we could still get by until they get back. But if a goalie goes down, I think we're toast. I am so scared. Like, I am terrified of a goalie going down right now. <laughs> Let's let's talk about the Metro in general because I think that's the most fascinating division in hockey this year. I think all other divisions are going to be pretty much wrapped up yeah. pretty early, uh, unfortunately. Whereas th- that was the case with the Metro last year, but I think it'll be a, a, a six-team race with five winners. I could really see the Metro getting five teams in with two wild cards this year. Who's the out team for you if you had one? Is it Washington? Does Pittsburgh finally hit the skids? What is it? You know... If you had asked me like right before the season, I think my answer would be different. Uh, I think my answer before the season started would have been Pittsburgh. I, you know, it, it's one of those things where they 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 have to run out of gas eventually. Those guys just have to get old eventually. Um, and and this, part of this is just me coping because <laughs> they never will. Um, but given the slow start they've gotten off to, and given the start that other teams have gotten off to, Washington's looking like the team right now like I, I just they don't seem to be putting it together you know injuries getting in their way I don't know what it is but I, I we're just seeing a year from them that I, I just don't think they're gonna work it out I am I was just looking at the devil's cap friendly page because I've always liked the devils as this uh team that could do just about anything because they never spend money when the fuck did you guys get capped out <laughs> when, like honestly when the shit did that happen I have no idea is that all Palat? <laughs> you know, that has been a conversation that Devils fans have been having for years now because there's been this, like, stupid myth that never had any traction that the owners had an internal cap that they wouldn't spend, you know, to the cap that they would they would stop well beforehand. And this year, they basically said, look, the rebuild is coming to an end, whether, you know, whether we go out and get someone or not, 
our guys like he Shear, Hughes, you know, Brat are developed to a point where they're ready to go. We need to like if we're going to do it, we're going to do it soon. So some of the trades that were made um you know, much like Ty Smith for John Marino. Ty Smith was not making a lot of money. John Marino's making four and a half million dollars. You make a couple trades like that, you know, plus four million dollars each, you're gonna start hitting the cap very soon. So we go out, get Palat, we get Marino, we sign Vanacek, and suddenly it's like, well, we have fifty dollars left. <laughs> you know, it just it crept up on yeah, us. Yeah, I, I honestly looking at it in its projected cap space, zero. And I have no idea. I literally had no idea when that was happening, but you brought up a guy I actually wanted to talk about uh, because he's the guy I hear about more from our buddy Jeff, who's a big Devils fan, and that is John Marino. You yeah. essentially took a post-hype defenseman that uh, plenty of people who have come on this show were very high about in True. Ty Smith, had a horrendous year last year, turned him into John Marino, and John Marino is like, he's one of those guys you get on your team where he'll never be a star but you forget how good above average is. And he's just <laughs> hes just always going to be above average. Yeah. He's never going to be great. He's never going to be average, though. He's always going to be better than most. He will and, always be above average, yeah. Yeah, and, and you know what? I got to tell you, it's really fucking nice. So what the fuck is this all about? Why? Why is my question? Well, I, I, I will counter that with the most obvious question in the world right now. Is Ty Smith in the NHL currently? No, he's really bad. No, he's so bad. no, he's not. <laughs> he's, he's we uh we we have a whole award that we like because our guy Drew he's he comes on the show all the time. He's a big he's basically our prospect guy. Yeah, uh, and he identified Ty Smith as his like undervalued and underappreciated guy in the first ever draft class we looked at, and then Ty Smith immediately came out, looked really good his first year, uh, and then has it. He is. Who would you rather have, him or Lieber Hayek? Honest question. <laughs> no, and, and, and he's serious because Lieber all of a sudden, I got to tell you, it's wild. <laughs> yeah, but because you know, how, you know how John Marino is permanently above average? We're realizing how nice it is that Lieber Hayek is now like permanently below average. He's not bad. He's just not he's that just good. He's just below average. Yeah, he's just closer to average. It's really nice. Yeah, no, well, so the thing about Ty Smith is – you know, especially when it comes to professional scouting and its importance, this is an absolute masterclass because Ty Smith, you know, we've talked about already in this podcast, even underlying metrics versus point totals. Anyone who wasn't watching the devils looked at Ty Smith's point totals and said, this guy's great for a rookie. That's awesome. He's, he's going to be good. He's going to keep going up. Look at his underlying metrics. Watch a devil's game that year. He wasn't really that good. He got a lot of assists. A lot of them were secondary assists. He really wasn't that good. So we get to season two, and when the points aren't adding up, you really look at his game. And it was terrible. He was terrible his second season. He played 115 games with the Devils, and at no point was he really all that good. So we convinced someone else, and man, Pittsburgh played the fools on this one. We convinced someone else that he was the first year and he just needed a chance. And we got Marino, the safe bet, the always above average guy, and sold them on, well, Smith has a high ceiling. If you guys can get him back to first year, you guys can have him. And they bit it hook, line, and sinker. It was an absolute robbery. It was. It's mystery box in the boat. The, the 
the, the devils went to the penguins like, hey, we'll take your boat and we'll give you this mystery box, which can become a boat. And the, and the <laughs> exactly. penguins were like, what? We could trade a boat for another boat? That's great. And it's, yeah. uh, I'm not saying it's the reason why the penguins think this year, but, you know, just thinking out loud. But, but the decisions they make like that one are why they stink this year. They essentially chose, chose Ricard Raquel over John Marino. They weren't missing Raquel. They could have gone out and traded for another Raquel at any point during the season. Every time a team is like, when you sign the superfluous object instead of keeping what you really need, I eat it up and I love every second of it. Which this is why, is why when we signed Barkley Goodrow for six years, we were kind of <laughs> confused because Jimmy VC is just Barkley Goodrow, but he was on PTO. <laughs> so. Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> now, now, I, I two part question here, Brat or Mister yeah. Pack. Sorry, my apologies. Mister, yeah, please, uh, Mister Brat Mr. is my Pack. father. Or yeah. <laughs> the other way around. I, shit, Mister Pack is my father. <laughs> yeah, Mister Pack. Uh, two part question. So you, we've talked a lot about teams in the Metro, but we haven't gotten your take, your legitimate take on the New York Rangers this year. And on yeah. top of that, what's it like being uh, the fifth most popular person on Rangers Twitter? <laughs> All right, listen. <laughs> um. I said this when you guys were on your incredible run last year, and I meant it at the time, and I mean it now. The New York Rangers of last year and this year remind me of the Bubble Flyers. The Bubble Flyers were first place, unstoppable, white hot, looked amazing. Every player was playing out of their minds, and it lasted way too long. I thought they were mid. I didn't think they were that good. I thought they would come back down to earth. And for a season and a half almost, they didn't. And all my Flyers friends laughed at me constantly, saying the Flyers are here. Like, this is just our team. They're just that good. And now they're absolute dog shit again. Not saying that the Rangers are absolute dog shit, but last year you went on an absolute run. Every single guy looked like a superstar. Chris Kreider scored 50 goals. Like, can we all acknowledge how crazy that is? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I know Rangers fans, like, love him as this elite goal scorer now, but it's Chris Kreider. He's not an elite goal scorer. He's he's never been a 30-goal scorer in his life, and then he was like, I think I figured this tipping thing out. Anybody else do this? I have more goals on the power play than most teams? Okay. Yeah, and and, and the one thing I will give you guys, uh, especially over my Flyers comparison, is Shesterkin looks like he's going to be top of the league for 10-plus years. No one's going to take that away from you. Zibanejad, absolute superstar. Panarin, absolute superstar. That you guys have that that the Flyers team that I'm talking about didn't have. So there are some differences, but especially last year, um, there were some breaks that went each way. I mean, Penguins had their goalies go down. Truba committed murder. Yeah, uh, yeah, we know. He's got to Excuse you. First of all, he committed. Learn, learn, fucking law. All right, that was manslaughter, not murder. That was it. Well, there was nothing premeditated about what Jacob Truba did. That was vehicular manslaughter, and there's a difference. Yeah. So Truba took out more more people than OJ. You guys went on a run, like you know. Well, I know that that's a good comparison because by law OJ didn't. Because yeah, yeah, oh, oh, yeah, no, it's actually a great comparison. Like good job me on that one because OJ was legally innocent. Um, no, Still no, is Truba. 
<laughs> so yeah, so is Truba. Yeah, Truba um, didn't get suspended, so actually but, they're on equal footing. But, but we all know what both of them did, okay? Uh, <laughs> You're right. OJ OJ killed people, and Jacob Truba is a perfectly clean hockey player. We yeah, all know yeah. what they did. Right. <laughs> yeah, no. So so everything clicked. Everything clicked for a very long time. A whole a whole season, a whole season. You guys absolutely clicked. And now you're coming back down to earth a little bit. I don't think this is uh, necessarily a cold spell for you guys. I think this this is closer to the team that you guys are. And and again, not bad. You're a playoff team. I, I think you guys are still you still put a good squad together. You have multiple superstars. You have a top two goalie in the league, and he's not number two. So you know you you have tools that if everyone else clicks around it, you are capable of those runs. And I think that is there's something to be said about that. That's really awesome. But I don't think you are what you are were last year. I don't think you're going back to the conference finals. So I look forward to meeting you in the playoffs. I look forward to running you out of the playoffs. It's going to happen. I, two two quick things before Greg gets into this. Well, no, no, hold <laughs> on. But I just just to add on to that point, it's just it's funny that you said the Rangers. If you looked at their underlying metrics, outperformed everything last year. And the Rangers this year, if you look at their under underlying metrics, they can't possibly be this bad at putting the puck This in is the literally net. what I was going to say, Greg. So I'm glad you're saying it because last year the team sucked. I agree with you. They looked like shit every game. They hung around. They played like poop for 49 minutes of the of the night. All of a sudden, they just like were like, okay, I guess we'll score to tie it up and go to overtime. I think they won like eight overtime games and shootouts. Like yeah. crazy shit. This year, they're shooting the lights out. They look like a better team 53% of the, like 90% of the game. They're I'm just saying percentages. They, they're right. fucking awesome. <laughs> But they lose all these games where they're just the better team. Whereas when they play Arizona Coyotes last night, they look like crap. And then it's like, I was like, hey, I know this team. This team can win. <laughs> like this, this is the team I know. So it is like a, it is totally different from last year. Whereas it's not like that they forgot how to win. It just almost feels like they took their foot off because they proved it already. But that's just not how you can do it in the NHL. Well, I, I- and it's an interesting thing because I really don't think they did prove it. I mean, I know they they won two playoff series, and and no one can take that away from you. But I mean, we're we're a starting goalie and a Crosby injury away from you guys going home in you know five games in in one series instead. So it it was like on borrowed time to begin with. So the idea that they would you know come out in a, in a slump, taking their foot off the gas, is like borderline comical at that point. I, I just think you're you're you are learning what the rest of the league feels that when your goalie doesn't bail you out of every game, you're going to lose some of them. I, I just want to also clarify: the Rangers lost to Louis Domingue in the playoffs. Like they beat the starter <laughs> when when the, yeah, when, the, yeah, when okay. Pittsburgh when Pittsburgh had a goalie, the Rangers were better. They suck against guys who shouldn't <laughs> be in the National Hockey League. They're just like yeah. it's like they panic. It, it, they literally came too early when they saw Louis Domingue. <laughs> In goal. And then they got a normal goal, and they're like, all right, I know how to finesse this in for 60 minutes. No problem. But, yeah, honestly, it is it it is funny when other fans like, oh, the Rangers are getting some comeuppance. When last year, if you listen to this podcast, Ryan and I would come on and be like, this is unsustain- unsustainable. They have a goalie <laughs> who doesn't want to give up any goals, and they are only scoring on the power play. And if some team is just smart enough to not take a penalty against the Rangers – They'll never score again. And this year, and then the, the refs were like, "We're not calling any penalties in this Easter Conference Final. Go fuck yourself." <laughs> yeah, and, <laughs> and, and if it. I can, if I can just make one point because this has got to be my favorite point ever. This is my one, by far, bar none, my favorite thing on Rangers Twitter. I see this all the time. The team is bad five on five, and my response to that is, 
You mean how hockey's played? There's it five. Is, <laughs> like, it, it is. Well, this year, they're not bad at 5v5. They were bad like, last they're, year. They're at bad 5v5. at hockey. Like, that. that's how many guys are on the ice for hockey. Like, hey, listen, there's a couple parts <laughs> of the game. Special teams is a big part, all right? Listen, if they if they, if they were going to take it out, they should have, but it's still part of it. No, so. no, no. I totally understand it. And, and, you know, I know you know that I know, you know, what I'm saying here. But you know that I know. And yeah, he, they know, and they know, know that we know that they yeah, know we know. We know. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that is just the funniest sentence that any Rangers fan comes at me with, like, oh, yeah, no, we're really good. We're just bad five on five. Like, oh, yeah, that's hockey. Good job. <laughs> well, you guys are really good at 5v5 and the power play. You're just bad at the goaltending. Like, so we, we're, we're both two for three. Like, that's, yeah. that's where we're going. It's not that for big sure. a deal. Absolutely. Uh, Gregory, any final questions for our wonderful guest? Uh, yes. What are you changing your name to when Brad leaves as free? <laughs> you know, I had to face that uh, possibility this past off season. I think uh, you're going to be okay. Yeah, our arbitration was staring me in the face. Uh, <laughs> well, guess what? Arbitration blinked. Um, <laughs> it's crazy that, uh, and I know you DM me this, and uh, I'm not reporting it, but you said that he said to you he's staying on the ice. That's crazy. Nice job. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think we can I think we can all agree that at the end of the day here, arbitration is the best player in the National Hockey League. And like, I don't want like credit or anything saying Blue Shirts Breakaway first reported that on this show yeah, when he stays yeah, yeah. or signs that you you leaked that source to me, but. That's just my two cents. So that would be real shame if I got credit for that. You so. know what? I, I um, <laughs> when I when I was very 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 lucky and fortunate enough to meet him, I made sure that I did not ask that at all. I don't. You know, I no, don't want to know. You can't, dude. Like, I'll what? It's just like, hey, thanks for everything you do. What else? Are you yeah, gonna say? yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that that's really all it was. But yeah, no, yeah. I uh, I have full faith. Like, I I don't need to ask that question because I know he's staying. You know. Yeah, uh, so that's the difference between you two and me. Because if I met Jacob Degrom two years ago, my very first question would be like, "Hey, motherfucker, are you staying? Are you leaving me? Please." Uh, Brat Pack, or sorry, Mister Pack. Uh, thank you yeah. so much for joining. Um, Absolutely, I'm not gonna let you plug anything, but I appreciate you being here. Well, well thank- he, doesn't, he doesn't need to plug everything. He's on Ranger Twitter already. They know. Yeah, him. Oh wait, wait, I didn't answer your second question. What's it like oh, yeah. being a top five Rangers Twitter account? Um, I'll say this: you guys are the easiest, dumbest motherfuckers on the internet. No, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I'm right there, bro. Like, yeah. yeah, no, that that I gotta something some something weirds happened in the water in New York in like the last five years. We're all some pretty big dumb idiots. We've all <laughs> I I I have to say, Kako's name, and I have a thousand likes rolling into my account within an hour. It Dude, is just insane. Just on Saturday or a Thursday night. Just uh, this is between us, of course, on this podcast. Just sure. tweet out Kako, lol, random, not no game. <laughs> No, like, no anything. And just okay. see who shows up. Well, no. Okay. You know what? I, I, I think I will do that because it, it is just too easy. Uh, it, it's just so simple. And the the one thing I, I really actually do appreciate about it is, um, like, I, I want to say, like, 40% of the people that I interact with who are Rangers fans have figured out what I'm doing and, and what I'm about and, and, you know, the shtick in general. And they love it, and they play along, and it's fun. And I just tweet what I think is funny. You know, I I, I really am not there to fight anyone. Like I don't. You're stir preaching the pot. to the choir, except Greg yeah, is right. here to fight. Like I I, yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't as, fight. 
if someone says something stupid in my replies, I need them to know that they're stupid. Like, no, it's important to me. No, I, I, I pour the gasoline out, I, I light the match, I toss it, and I run. I, I, I'm not, I don't do it to sit around and fight. I just like watching you know, the explosion Let, go up. Last point, because you got to meet a lot of people from the internet this weekend. We've, we did as well. A lot of people came out to our bar watch. It's shocking how many people are nice and not assholes that you meet from Twitter. And it's nice. like, where are those... Nice Five guys that yell at me every day. Absolutely. <laughs> nice and normal. I am so surprised, and I was surprised this week. Like you said, I, I I met like hundreds of people this weekend, and every single one of them were, were wonderful people. Like I, Super nice. Like, super like hey, nice. Just- just super love the team. Normal. Just part of my family. There, like, yeah, you know, there was. Uh, I don't. I don't know if you met her, Ryan. There was one person at our at our watch party on Saturday, and here's how she introduces herself to me. She goes, "Are you Greg? You sound like Greg." And I go, "Yeah." And she's like, "I can't stand your fucking podcast, but my husband oh my loves God. it." Let me introduce you to my husband. And I was no like, way. "That's a wild way to say hi." <laughs> you can just say hi. I don't need to know. Like, if you don't like me, it's fine. I get it. The podcast stinks. But she's like, I need you to know that I can't stand you. But I love my husband so much that I need you to meet him. And I was like, Jesus Christ, I hope he's a happy man. I don't understand what's happening. I'm yeah, so yeah. excited for her to hear this part of the podcast because he makes her listen. And she's going to be like, honey, that's me. That was me. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, everything's been great. Every Rangers fan that I've met in real life has been awesome. And, and people understand what I'm doing. But it, it, there's that you know 60% that I'm talking about that – the moment I post anything will will be in my replies being like rent free little brother and it's like I don't give a fuck dude <laughs> you know? just just enjoy it buddy it's fun yeah it yeah just just laugh and scroll it only know? gets crazier so um, absolutely thanks so much for being on yeah thank special you guys on this special episode thank you guys so much for inviting me I appreciate it I'm I'm so happy to be a part of your anniversary congrats on seven years thank uh, you yeah i think you have about 20 more to go till the rangers win a cup if we're on current pace probably gonna die first to be honest <laughs> yeah if the mets win, it's it's long reported if the mets win a world series i'm dead in this end the so podcast over. is over yeah <laughs> and yep. and uh i'm gonna take your opportunity of not letting me plug anything to just say jesper brad is the best player in the nhl Hard to argue sometimes. Hard to argue. Great player. It would be a real shame <laughs> something happened. All right. We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. You can follow me on Twitter at O'Ryan. You can follow Greg at Bullshit Break. Love you guys. Bye. Okay. Thanks to the Brat Pack. It's the end of the show. Uh, you know what I do here? I thank our NHL Insiders Club. All 73 names. All 73 people that support this podcast make it happen, along with the other Patreons, of course. Um, and I'm actually at home. And by home, I mean back on Long Island uh, in my childhood bedroom um, for, for personal reasons. Everything's okay. I'm just driving my mom around uh, to some doctor's appointments. No big deal. Uh, I didn't want that. Probably came off like super bad. Like, hey, what's wrong, Ryan? No, everything's okay. But it is funny to be back here. Uh, and I'm going to get into some emotional little monologue about the show in seven years of what has happened. But I also am on my tiny little laptop recording on the road. So I'm going to try and read all these names in a row while scrolling, while like almost in a closet, because I have a lot of dedication to you. Adam Cassidy, Adam Co- Adam Cohen. Wow. Off to a hot start. Adam Cortulo, Adam Linder. Adam Linder, are you new? Welcome, Adam Linder. Adam Keach, Alex Flynn, a- Alex Carter, Anthony Terragata, Ben Water, Ben, ben Water. Oh my God. Ben Weber, Bill Ritzel, Brandon Lagos, Brandon Magnus, Brett Granger, Brett McGinnis, Brian Doyle, Brian Gallagher, Brian Mallon. Chris Vanelli, Chris Howard, CJ Stellweck, and Conrad P. Damage, Daniel Dezen, David Nair, Dacus Siegel, Dennis Deitz, Darian Eric Stagg, Garrett Reynas, Give Gardner a cup, Gareth, 
Gretzky, Gareth McFly, Harrison Asko, Hippity Nine, Hell Sauce. Ian Rodriguez, Ian Usher, Jake B, James Masker, Jerry and Marquez, JD, James, John Jacques, Franquez, Jean Jean, Jimmy Mack, John Hardesty, John, John Shea, Johnny Thunder, Cock, Jordan, Justin, Justin Crust, Job, 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 do, 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 Jordan, Justin, Josh Keshtabob, Justin Freeman, Chris from Florida, Christoph Berg, going to the next page. Loading. The internet is slow. Laser Gronowski. That was the worst one I've ever done. My friend, I'm so sorry. Luigi Ardano, Matthew Kine, Meatball the Cap, Mike Bucklaw, Neil Grover, Nicholas Dinacola, Pascal Pervier, Pavel Kojarev, Pro World of Tanks Gamer, Randy Tesser, Stig. Oh, so nice seeing you this weekend, Randy. Stigbullbox, Swingart, Tommy Welsh, Tommy Sinclair, Tommy Arch Jr., Tommy O'Neill, all the Tommies, Tori from Manhattan, one of our original supporters. Really appreciate your story. Upstate Vin, Vinny Hay, Will Spector, and Winston, the Golden Retriever. I actually had somebody come up to me this weekend and say, Hey, is Winston the Golden Retriever here? Which I thought was super funny. Anywho, it's been seven years of doing this stupid fucking podcast, and uh, we're still covering the Rangers. I have my PhD in covering the Rangers. And I, I mentioned being in my childhood bedroom because this is where it all started. I'll never forget the first episode we did. Uh, I pressed record, and I, it was like I was on live TV. I was like hesitating, sweating. Uh, sometimes I still sweat, just full disclosure. But super nervous. Everything was just miserable. I sometimes listen back to those first couple episodes that we deleted off the internet. Uh, not for anything bad. We just didn't pay for SoundCloud at the time. <laughs> That's it. Uh, where they're just terrible. We're not doing a good job. But we've come such a long way, Greg and I, and gone through a lot behind the scenes that you haven't seen. Uh, but we've met so many great people from the podcast. And that's kind of where I want to focus this on is not like what we've done, but the people we've met. Uh, I've gotten to go to weddings because of this podcast. Uh, I have made a lot of friends. I literally have my day job because of this podcast. The people I've met in the community building, you know, I think I think a lot of fan bases, um, and probably rightly so sometimes, get a lot of shit. But New York Ranger fans and people I've met over the years doing this show, whether it's on Twitter, people I interact with every single day, I've never met Hockey Stat Miner. I'd probably, I would do a lot for that man. Like, I've never met him, but there are people that are part of my life from doing this show that have just, I have just constantly surprised me. Everyone's been super nice. Everyone's been down to earth and I've just made a lot of lifelong friends and connections I would have never made otherwise. And sometimes like, I, I hope we can do that for other people too, where the Rangers are part of our community. Like let's not, let's not kid ourselves. If you're listening to this, you're a psychopath. And this is part of your, your identity. If you're here and you've gotten to four minutes after the podcast has ended listening to me talk about my seven-year anniversary, you are a psycho. And I am too. But that's cool because we're all, we're all like in this together. And I hope that we've been able to connect people, that we've been able to get people like a fun place to talk about the Rangers where sports are fun because, dude, life is hard. It is not easy out there. But the times when the Rangers are good and when we can complain about the, the most important thing in life is everything else that's not hockey. Hockey is the most important, non-important thing. That's for sure. But it runs my life in a million ways. And it's hopefully brought in some great times to you because it's brought in a lot of great to me. So I hope that you guys um, get something out of this podcast sometimes. I'm kind of just fucking rambling. And I hope we provide you some shitty entertainment because sometimes we don't even believe people listen. But then we meet people over the weekend and we're like, you guys are real? Like, everyone's really nice. So appreciate you all 
can't thank you all enough for the seven wonderful years. And uh, I don't like if the Mets ever win a World Series, I don't care about the Mets, but Greg will die. So the podcast will end that day. And I don't know how many years we got left in us because seven to seven is a lot. If we make it to a decade, that's insane. Not, I'm not, th- I'm not saying there's no rumors. Everything's cool. Don't make, don't aggregate this. <laughs> We're fine. But I just, it is shocking. We started this in this shitty little bedroom I'm in when I'm, when I was like 25. So I guess the eternal question was, why not us? And the answer was, it was us. And I just hope it's the same for the New York Rangers this year. Love you guys. And we'll see you for BSBOT later this week.